This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It is season two. It's episode 71, the Cubs disaster in the desert. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. In this segment, Crawley interviews Nick Gillespie, play-by-play man of the Smokies, to talk about Tennessee's playoff run, which begins Tuesday night. This is season two, episode 71 of the Fly the W670 podcast. Cubs disaster in the desert. Boy, what a rough weekend that was. Crawley, great job with uh, Mick, Mick Gillespie. Great guy. Love hearing him call Cubs games in the uh, spring training games. Let's talk a little uh, news and notes. And we've got a note uh, from one of your favorite clubs, the uh, Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Yeah, unfortunately, um, the, the Pelicans season ended on Friday night. They lost game one of the division series 2-1 to one in Charleston before heading to Pelican Park on Thursday. The Birds took game two of the series 3-0 behind some solid pitching by Drew Gray, Kevin Valdez, and Jose Romero. Pedro Ramirez homered, Andy Gariola, who was on the show, and Brian Calmer hit RBI doubles to force a game three, but the Pelicans were blown out 18, 18-4. Um I do want to thank the Pelicans for an amazing season uh, and their kindness and hospitality and hosting me for a few games. I had an absolute blast down in Myrtle Beach, and I encourage all Cub fans, if you have a chance, head on out there and, and make a little vacation out of it like I did. It was a lot of fun. Very nice. All right, let's stick with the uh, minor leagues, talk a little bit more about uh, Mick, Mick Gillespie's group down in Tennessee, the Smokies. Yep, and, and so for the second season in a row, the Smokies um, are in the postseason. They will be taking on the Chattanooga Lookouts. On Tuesday night at 6 p.m., game one will take place at Smoky Stadium. And, Dustin, they have my favorite, favorite, favorite um, promotion, fear, Free Beer Night. Free and Beer Night. Explain that to me. Oh, yeah. If you listen to segment it, it, is, it is as simple as that, Free Beer Night? Free Beer Night. So you just you have to buy a mason jar, and you get to keep refilling it until Chattanooga scores, and then the free beer is over. Ah, so, so there's the catch. There's the catch. So that'll be game one. Game two, and if necessary, game three will take place in uh, Chattanooga Thursday and Friday. Top Cubs pitching prospect, Cade Horton, will take the ball in game one. Walker Powell, who's had a good season um, with Tennessee, will take the mound on game two. And then friend of the podcast, Cole Franklin, will be given the ball in game three if necessary. So good luck to the Smokies. Very nice. Very nice. All right, how about some roster moves? Obviously, we talked about earlier in the segment, we talked about uh, Marcus Stroman activated and used in back-to-back games. Yeah, that was very surprising. You know, he was one of the best pitchers on the team before getting uh, pulled in the London game with a blister, and then he's just struggled ever since. 
Uh, he was put on the IL on August 2nd with right hip inflammation. The Cubs are expecting Stroh to come off the IL in mid-August, but after a bullpen session, he ex experienced discomfort on the right side uh, and was diagnosed with ripe rib cartilage fra fracture. He was rehabbing in Arizona, but you know this was definitely a surprise. Daniel Palencia was optioned to Iowa in the corresponding move, but Palencia never made it on the bus to Iowa as Michael Fulmer was put what on the IL. What the heck IL. happened there? Yep, right. That, that one straight. that one surprised me more than Marcus Stroman. Yeah, he, you know, Fulmer went on the IL with that strain on August 26th. He was activated on September 11th. He pitched point two innings that day against Colorado, and then back on the IL, a uh, 15 day IL on Saturday. Palencia back to the Cubs in the corresponding move, so he didn't have to go far. Um, Heimer Candelario and Edward Alzali are doing light drills um, during this weekend at Chase Field, so. Uh, we'll see what happens there. All right, let's get into it. Cubs, Pirates, let's preview this one. They are at Wrigley for three beginning on Tuesday night. Javier Assad throwing. Yeah, you know, we're, we're taking a look here, and you can, um, you know, it's it's when you look at the standings and you're playing against Pittsburgh, this is where we are right now in the Central. Milwaukee in first, they are just seven and three out of, you know, in their last 10. They are now six and a half games above the Cubs. I mean, that is literally a pipe dream at this point. Cubs on a five-game losing streak, two and eight in their last ten. Cincy is just, you know, they're five and five. They're having a lot of injuries in their front uh, in their starting rotation, so they're seven games back, only half a game behind the Cubs. And then Pittsburgh and St. Louis, we've talked about, are eliminated, and they're almost eliminated from the wild card. Let's talk about the wild card, Dustin, because that's where the craziness is happening. Mm -hmm. If you're looking here, Philadelphia up 3.5. They're four and six, so they're struggling. But Arizona, six and four, but sweeping the Cubs. That gives them a three-game streak. The, they are now the second-place team in the wild card, 0.5 over the Cubs and Miami. Technically, though, Miami would be in, and the Cubs would be out based on tiebreakers. And then Cincinnati's only half a game behind. Uh, with San Francisco two out. So if you take a look at your playoff bracket, if the postseason started today, Dustin, it would be Philly taking on Arizona taking on Philly in Philadelphia, and it would be the Marlins taking on Milwaukee in Milwaukee. And this just kind of, you know, for those of you watching on the Score YouTube channel, this is a, a graphic they had up on ESPN um, with, with from Fangraphs on opening day. The Cubs had 11% chance to make the playoff odds. July 20th, 6%. They got close to 90% almost a week and a half ago. And, and now it's a coin flip 50-50. And the problem, Dustin, that you have here are these tiebreaker situations. Yeah, you own, the, you own none of them, basically. You own, yeah, basically none of them. You, you the Phillies went 5-1 and one against the Cubs. Diamondbacks went 6-1 and one against the Cubs. Marlins went 4-2 and two against the Cubs. The Reds, 7-6 and six against the Cubs. They all own a tiebreaker. There's no game 163. The only team the Cubs hold the tiebreaker against is the Giants, who they took uh, five out of six games from. So it, now we're stuck scoreboard watching. And if you look at the Diamondbacks, they have two against San Fran, three at the Yankees, three at the White Sox, and then finish at home versus Houston. So the should we go to 35th and Shields and boo and boo the Diamondbacks? Ah, oh, God. Right? And the Marlins have three against the Mets at home, three yeah, against Milwaukee at home. we got to become Met fans, too. Yeah, we got to become big Met fans as well. <laughs> three at the Mets and three mm -hmm. at Pittsburgh. 
And then the Reds have three versus Minnesota, three versus Pittsburgh, two versus Cleveland, and three at St. Louis. I think they got the easiest schedule on the way out. But like I said, I just they're 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 really beat up right now. And then uh, the Giants have two at Arizona, four at the Dodgers, three at San Diego, and then three more at the Dodgers. So this is just absolute chaos. I mean, it's interesting, it's exciting, but it's going to be an excruciating two weeks. How about this? So just doubling down on on the the playoff odds for a second. So on nine eleven, the Cubs were minus six hundred and twenty to make the playoffs over at Circus Sports. Today, nine eighteen, the Cubs are plus one fifteen to make the playoffs. That is a seven hundred dollar swing. That's, That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And we know the Pirates, they can just play nice and relax because they have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Nothing so to lose. <laughs> that's the tough part about this type of year is these guys all can just play the spoilers. The Cubs didn't play the Pirates until June, which to me still is mind-blowing. I think they need to fix that. We'll talk about that when the season ends. But uh, they played them twice in the span of a week. The Cubs swept the Buccos and that at home and then swept them at PNC a week later. After the All-Star break, the Cubs had a four-game series. That's the last time the Cubs saw them. That was in Pittsburgh in August, and the Cubs took three of four. So the Cubs have only lost one game to the Pirates all season. So, you know, that's a good thing. Uh, Justin Steele went in game one. He went six innings, gave up two runs. The Pirates used an opener, but Andre Jackson gave up only two runs in six innings, and the Cubs won this one five to four. Ian Happ had a big two-run RBI single in the 10th inning. That was the difference. Cubs lost the second game of the series 2-1. to one. Hendricks pitched well, but the offense could do nothing against Mitch Kellner, who went eight innings and gave up no runs and only four hits. Ian Happ hit a solo home run to prevent the shutoff in the ninth off closer David Bednar. And then game three was a wild one as Jordan Wicks made his debut. He pitched five innings of one-run ball, but Hayden Wisniewski got crushed, giving up five runs in 1.2 innings. The Cubs offense put up 10 runs with Hap driving in three, Bellinger two, and Suzuki driving in three. They won this one 10 to six. They scored 10 runs the next day. Wouldn't that be nice, Dustin? 10 runs. I would love to games? see that. I would love to see that. They, you know, right? They had they they had they owned this huge run differential at one point, right? What was the other thing? They had 22 or 23 games of yeah. double digit scoring. Just a little sprinkling of that over the next week. Please, 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 please. They did that against Bailey Falter, so keep that in mind. They beat the Buccos 10-1, and, and Jaime Candelario and Cody Bellinger combined for eight games in that fourth one. So, you know, they've been very successful, uh, uh, you know, against the Pirates so far this season, and hopefully that continues this week at Wrigley. All right, let's get it started. Game one, Tuesday night, Javier Assad. Yes, uh, and, and I hope everyone comes out Tuesday night. I'm going to be there. It's a Latino Heritage Night. They got a cool skull bobblehead that they're going to be, special cool. event ticket. And then our guy, Miguel Esparza, is going to be doing the seventh inning stretch. Nice. So it, it'll, it'll be a good time. And then hopefully Javier Assad uh, will kind of have um, a, a better outing. He struggled against Colorado on 9-12. So he's had a little rest because of these off days. Last time he went 3.1 innings, gave up five hits, four earned runs. Four walks, though, Dustin, and that wasn't normal. Four strikeouts, so that's why he didn't go along, along with, you know, just giving up a lot of runs. Against Arizona, he on 9-7, he went uh, 5.1 innings, gave up seven hits, three runs. He took the loss on that one. And then against Cincinnati, he went, he got no decision, eight innings, gave up seven hits and zero runs. So just kind of a real victim of some bad luck on that one. And uh, they're going to be going up against Bailey Falter, who I talked about earlier, gave up 10 runs to the Cubs. He's 2-8, and eight, Dustin, 440 ERA. 
um, but he's been pitching well as of late. Um, he went six innings against Washington. I know they're not the best team, but he only gave up one earned run on four hits um, in that game. And then when you, when you take a look at the other games that he's kind of done, um, he, he did not start. So he was taken out of the starters role lately. So he pitched the six against Milwaukee. He went 3.2 innings and gave up no runs. And in another game, he didn't start against St. Louis. He went 3.2 innings and only gave up one run. So they were kind of using him um, in the opener role uh, for much of September. All right. So Cubs seem to, on paper anyway, seems like a game that would lean towards the Cubs, if you will. So how about uh, game number two? That's also going to be, these are all night games, right, Crowley? All night games. So uh, hopefully they don't make the baseball gods angry because they like games. Oh, so J-Mo's going game two. Seven and ten. Uh, right now, in his last start, he took the loss. He didn't pitch bad. He went five innings, gave seven hits, three earned runs against Colorado. Against Arizona, he got a no decision, pitched well. He went six innings, pitch, gave up one hit, no earned runs. And then against Cincinnati, he got a no decision, 5.2 innings, gave up seven hits, five earned runs, though. That was uh, a rough one there. But uh, he, he faces a tall task because he's going to be facing – uh, the ace of this staff in uh, Mitch Keller. And when we talked about the last time that Mitch faced the Cubs, he went eight innings of shutout baseball and only gave up four hits. The guy's 12 and nine on a bad Buccos team um, against Washington, though. He did the same thing. He went eight innings pitched and gave up zero earned runs against Atlanta. He got bombed by that team. Five innings pitched, gave up 12 hits, eight earned runs. But against St. Louis, he went six innings pitch and gave up one earned run. So, you know, look, against Atlanta, and I know they've been struggling as of late, but, I mean, you, that's a tough team to play against. But if you look at all the starts since and before then, one earned run, give zero and run, two earned run, two earned runs, he does not give up a lot of earned runs. So, like I said, J-Mo's going to have to be up to the task, and there's no excuse for the offense because you're – out of excuses at this point. Yeah, no more excuses. Zero excuses. It is put up or shut up time. David Ross has been taking a ton of crap. And while there are questions, we've mentioned them in the Arizona series, at some point, at some point, the players have to pit. The players have to take responsibility. And the time for that, Crowley, is right now. Well, hopefully game three will go their way. Justin Steele, 16-4. and four. We talked about that bad outing. It was really... Two bad pitches that ended up costing him that went for two, three home, three run home runs. He gave up seven, six runs on seven hits. Um, just a, just a tough hit on that one. And then against Arizona before that, he had a really good start. He went seven innings, gave one earned run, but got the no decision. And then against San Francisco, he got the win going eight innings, giving up only two hits, Dustin, and zero earned run with 12 strikeouts. Probably his best start of the season. So that was, you know, that's what we, you know, Justin wants to do that every time out, but clearly, you know, you know, nobody wants to get bombed when you're in the middle of the pennant race. And that's what happened to him last time out. They're going to be facing Johan Oviedo. The Cubs have seen him before. Uh, he's eight and 14 with a 427 ERA. Um, in his last game against the Yankees, he had a good start, five innings, four hits. Um, he only gave up one earned run, but, but with the pirates and their pitching staff, they've kind of just, it's it's been kind of a goofy goofy situation against pits against uh, atlanta he only went 3.2 innings gave up three earned runs they pulled him quick from that one he started against st louis on uh, 9-3 went 3.2 innings 
gave up uh, five uh, five runs on four hits. So he's he's a guy that you could easily, you know, this again on paper looks like a guy you should beat. He's faced the Cubs twice. Um, the first time he went four innings, gave up four earned runs. The second time he went six innings and gave up two earned runs. So he had one good start against the Cubs, one bad start against the Cubs this season. All right, hot and not time. And when these uh, guys that are on the not list are on the not list, it's no wonder the Cubs have been as bad as they've been lately. Yep, Nico Horner's been looking really good as of late. When you look at Nico, he's 10 for his last 22 no home runs, two RBIs. He's slashing 455, 520, 455. Ian Happ has finally made the hot list uh, after a long absence. Eight for his last 20 with a home run and an RBI. He's slashing 400, 478, 650. Again, I like him in that leadoff role. But when you get to the knots, Dustin, and this is where you're kind of saying, hey, we, we, we got a big problem here. Dansby Swanson is four for his last 22 He's slashing 182, 217, 364. And then Cody Bellinger in his last seven games, three for his last 19 with two RBIs, but he's slashing 158, 261, 158. I mean, this is, again, Dustin, I'm, I'm not trying to, to harp on the whole David Ross thing, but part of being a manager is knowing when to give guys rest. And uh, when, when Joe Madden was with the team, he used to do what he called American Legion ball, where he would tell everybody, Hey, I don't care what's going on. Nobody's allowed into the clubhouse until 11 o'clock on a 120 start, or you're not coming in until five o'clock on a seven o'clock start, just rest, relax. And yeah, sometimes you got to take guys out and give them rest. You know, unfortunately though, that this is not the time for that. This is not the time for that. There's no more there. The, 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 now the rest of the passed. days off that time has passed. That time has come and gone. It didn't happen. There are no days off. This is definitely time for the old, uh, you know, dance with the one who brought you here. That's what time it is. Okay. That is what time it is right now. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Um, you know, again, like I said, I was more disappointed that PCA did not get at least one start out in Arizona in that outfield. Wrigley's a smaller outfield. So, I mean, would it be nice to see PCA? Yes. I'm going tomorrow and I want to see his debut at Wrigley or at least his first at bat. Well, let's hope they're up. Let's hope they're up five in the eighth and then he goes in and plays defense in the eighth and the ninth. But but that'll work. (laughs) That'll work just fine. Right. All Right. right. Crowley, who are the names that Cubs fans need to be worried about as far as the Pirates go? Well, there, there are two very familiar names, uh, Key Brian Hayes and, and Brian Reynolds. Everyone knows those names right there. Uh, Key Brian Hayes, eight for his last 20 with four RBI slashing 400, 409, 500. And Brian Reynolds is their real big power threat. He's six for his last 18 with two home runs, six RBIs. He's slashing 333, 455, 667. Two guys that are struggling, uh, Jin Juan Bay who always seems to kind of give good at bats, but he's struggling lately three for his last 19. He's slashing 158, 273 and 211. And then Connor Joe, who they got from Colorado. He's one for his last 15. He's slashing 0. 0.067, 0. 0.125, 0. 0.067. So um, one other person to keep in mind, I know Dustin, you always kind of look at this. Jack Swinski. Yeah, I was going to ask you about it. So he leads the pirates with 25 home runs right now. Absolutely. He's six he's for his last bunch, 21. He's at Wrigley. And that's the thing. He loves to hit at Wrigley. They always have a large contingency coming out to cheer him. So even though he's kind of like in the middle of the pack, he's not hot, he's not cold. He's a guy to be very careful of at Wrigley Field. Prediction time, Crowley. Here we go. What's happening in the next three nights over at Wrigley? Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thank God Monday's an off night. 
Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I, this is a very unenthusiastic Cubs take two out of three. I, I think they're going to take game one and I think they're going to take game three. I don't think Tyone beats Mitch Keller, but we'll see what happens. Let's go sweep, sweep the Buckos. have them walk the plank right out of Wrigley field Cubs in a sweep. We're getting this done Crowley. All right. I'm hoping that you're, you're carrying this team over the line here, Dustin. I'll be out pushing there it <laughs> over the line, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it for my couch in the Western burbs. All right, Crowley, that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow the socials, Fly the W on Facebook. Also do it on Instagram. You can email us, flythew670gmail.com. And you can watch us, that's right, YouTube TV, by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. You know, Dustin, it, it, this is this is this is a time where we all got to kind of band together and just hope and pray that the Cubs do it, that they that we get to see some postseason baseball, and 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 just get out to Wrigley. They're going to need some home field cooking. Let's all just chant, "Go Cubs!" <laughs>